Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. My name is Sierra and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. From my crazy life to yours, it's time to share our experiences and get into those gritty details. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. Today I am here with brand ambassador Jackie and we're going to be talking about our bodies through the years and adapting to society standards. So I'm just going to let Jackie do a little introduction of herself. So take it away, Jackie. (laughs) Hello, I am Jackie. I'm a mid-sized lady um, who is curvy, and I've struggled since I was really young to find things that fit and flatter my body. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Do you remember the first time you were told your body was different than the people around you? I would say it was probably around the time that I was 12. Uh, Puberty was kicking in and it hit me like a truck. I basically woke up one day and had hips and my pants wouldn't fit. And from then it was just a struggle. Oh man. Yeah, I totally relate. I think I was actually a little bit younger. I think I was in, gosh, grade five and a bunch of my friends of course like when you're in like fifth grade you want all the same clothes as your friends right so they were all buying these like knee-high socks from like zellers because that was the thing back then and I wanted to get some and my friend was like here try mine on and I went to try them on and they went halfway up my calf and I was (laughs) like okay um I can't wear stuff like this. And that was like engraved into my head from a really young age was like, I have big calves and I can't wear these kinds of things, which of (laughs) course, like, it's just, it's really sad looking back on it because now there are brands that actually make stuff for bigger calves, bigger thighs and everything. But in the early 2000s, that just didn't exist. (laughs) So we both lived through the early 2000s. What effects do you think it had on you growing up? Like, what do you remember sticking out to you as a child? Um, I very vividly remember the good old thigh gap. Um, That was a huge, huge thing that people were focusing on. And given that I am very large on the bottom half in comparison to my top half, (laughs) it was not ever going to happen. Ever since I was basically 12, I've I've never had a thigh gap. I was never going to have a thigh gap. So the next step up from the thigh gap was that little kind of triangle that, you know, you know, where the thighs come together. There's that little triangle. That was the next goal because I was like, if I'm not going to have a thigh gap, I got to get that triangle and I was very, very fixated on it from probably the time I was about 14 until I'd say 17-ish at least. Wow, that's really crazy because I think about that too and yeah, I (laughs) even when I have been a smaller size... I still have really big thighs, so I can't control <laughs> how, like, what the little triangle or a thigh gap, like, it just was never going to happen for me either, and the obsession with it was real. If you were on Tumblr during that time, it was, like, pro-anorexia, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and that was the thing to have, and people would, like, roast you if you posted a photo of yourself and you didn't have a thigh gap or the little triangle. It's pretty crazy looking back on it. So going back to the early 2000s, I definitely remember the stick thin era and with Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie, the Olsen twins, all of the models at the time, unfortunately, were on a lot of drugs, smoked a lot of cigarettes, didn't eat a lot of food. And that was what was pushed towards us as young kids, really impressionable kids. And I remember being at school and my friend showing me a magazine she had with Britney Spears in it after she had her first baby. And it said something like, 
Britney's fat. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me? What? <laughs> what do you mean she's fat? She just had a baby. Like, that's so unacceptable. And it's interesting to see that I recognized that even back then. But these magazines were trying to push to us that it was a bad thing to have a little bit of weight left after having a baby. <laughs> yeah, which is outrageous. Mm-hmm. There's a few things that I know I remember being completely unacceptable. Um, Like when Tyra Branks, she's 5'10", and she was about 160 pounds, and they were saying that she was fat and that she gained too much weight, and they were posting all these photos of her on the beach. 5'10 and 160 pounds is not fat at all. Absolutely outrageous. And she looked really good. Like, I remember seeing the photos and being like, I don't understand what's going on here like she has a perfectly normal body but they were like she has cellulite and I'm like okay now with my current profession being a boudoir photographer hate to tell the world 99% of people have cellulite and it is a completely normal thing so for a magazine to pick apart one person over that and push this idea on us that cellulite's not normal is just awful. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I also remember when Hilary Duff lost a ton of weight in, oh gosh, what year would have that been? Probably like 2005? Probably something around there. Around there, yeah. And um, they were like, oh my gosh, now she's too thin. Now she has an eating disorder. She's anorexic. Can you imagine being like 16 and looking in a magazine and everybody's talking about you being too skinny, even though you probably just worked your butt off to lose the weight? Yeah, and then you're stuck in between Tyra Banks is too fat, and then the other options are too skinny. What what am I supposed to be at that point? What exactly. is the goal? <laughs> it's just wild. So one last thing here was I actually remember Mary-Kate and Ashley, who didn't do very many interviews at the time. They went on the Oprah show, and it was a, it was a big deal that the twins were going on the Oprah show. Like, they had pretty much retired from acting at this point, and... Oprah decided to ask Mary Kate, I'm pretty sure it was, like how much she weighed or like just asking her about weight in general. Again, this is a young girl. I don't know exactly how old she would have been at the time, but like just because you're Oprah, like supposed to be like the number one interviewer in the world, that makes it okay. Yeah. And the thing is, it doesn't matter age or who you are at all that's never okay don't ask people about their weight no no that's not okay weight doesn't mean anything nope at all (laughs) (laughs) so seeing these things as the norm growing up and it molding our minds did you try to make your body fit these trends at all Oh, I absolutely did. Um, at about uh, 18 years old, I weighed, I'm, I'm 5'4 for reference, I weighed about 118 pounds, I would say, and I decided I needed to buy a treadmill because I was not thin enough because a thigh gap wasn't happening. So I went on a Castanet, a used um, item site, and I bought a treadmill and decided I was going to run every day. And I did that and it was very, very unhealthy. And that was the beginning of that. Oh my gosh. And did you actually like lose weight because of that? Or did it like make you spiral at all? Um, I definitely didn't lose weight. I don't think there was any weight to be lost at that point. I was very small, um, (laughs) but it did make me realize that it was not healthy and not sustainable to not be eating enough and to be working out and 
um, it really takes a toll on your health and your body to not be nourishing yourself properly. Oh, I'm sure. And then you were probably really tired all the time. Constantly. And I'm sure at work you're probably like asleep on your feet. Like Always. <laughs> it's exhausting. And you start to realize you don't have nutrients. You're iron deficient. You you really cannot focus and cannot function living yeah, that way. Totally. I think, honestly, we all forget at some point that food is fuel and we do actually need it. Yeah, you it gotta. It is a necessary part of sustaining human life. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Do you remember when you first started to struggle finding clothes for your body? I definitely do. Um, when I started getting hips at about 12 years old, I basically overnight grew out of all of my pants. So then we had to go shopping for more pants. And that happened probably every couple of months for most of my junior high years because, you know, my hips were changing and I would be up a size every couple of months simply just due to that. And not only was it hard to find things to fit a curvier figure, but when you're younger and curvier and trying to keep up with trends, it was incredibly hard to maintain all of that image while having your body change. Totally. I remember I was a little bit younger, so I think I was in sixth grade, so like 11, and my Oma took me shopping. And we went to places like The Bay and Bootlegger, which are like big Canadian stores. And trying on jeans and stuff and nothing, nothing fit me. So she took me to, <laughs> she took me to Tabby, which is like an old lady store. <laughs> no. <laughs> but the thing was, is they actually had jeans with like a little bit of lycra in them. So they actually mm. like fit me, but they were like a size two. Cause like, that's how I was back then, but I was already having hips. So I couldn't fit into you know, like the stuff by Duff or like the yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley line at Walmart, like none of that really fit me. So I had to buy adult size clothing when I was really young and, you know, here are all my friends walking around with like their in-trend clothes and then there's me wearing tabby. <laughs> <laughs> so both of us really struggle with the fight between plus size fashion and straight size fashion. Um, if you don't know what that means is when you are curvier, guess what? There is different sizes for us. However, the smallest size of plus sizes can actually be the same as straight sizes that you would find in a regular store. So a 0x is usually anywhere from a 10 to 12, a 1x is a 12 to 14, and so on and so forth. Um, most stores, when you're shopping in them, don't actually carry bigger than a 16, which is really crazy because a lot of people are anywhere from a 14 to an 18 like that's just actually how most people are in our society so it's really wild thinking that like so many people struggle with this but it's really quite normal <laughs> absolutely and also the way sizes change so sizes are not something that is always the same there is people always talk about how Marilyn Monroe was a size 12 and all this type of stuff a size 12 back then was about a size 4 today. She was not a size 12 for today. She was not plus size at all. And that's the same for now. Sizes are still changing. So you might think you're a size 10, but a, a clothing manufacturer has decided a size 10 is different than what you are now. Yeah. And you don't fit it anymore. And of course, that makes us all have body dysmorphia. Yay. <laughs> Super fun. Um, and I think a lot of people also think, and I was in this vote for a really long time was like I was too scared to even look at plus size fashion because I was like plus equals fat 
I am yes. fat. I am buying plus I am fat. Like <laughs> Which is such a horrible thing to think about yourself. Like if the clothing fits, wear it. You you can look good in your body regardless of what size you are. Just wear what fits. Exactly. And as I've aged as well, like my hips just keep getting bigger. <laughs> yep, they sure do. <laughs> and I need pants. So I mean, as much as it is actually fast fashion, last year I did my first Shein order just to see how plus size stuff would work. And you would be shocked how much is amazing from like plus size fashion like it actually has just like a little bit more fabric a little bit more coverage um and I mean Jackie and I will go into clothing brands and how we don't like all (laughs) all plus size clothing brands but yeah it's a really interesting topic and take that yeah plus equals plus equals fat Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) Would you say that online shopping has opened up a whole new world of shopping to you? I would say that overall it has. I think it's amazing to be able to have more smaller brands cater to specific sizing, whether it be the double zeros or, you know, the six X's. Being able to have those um, brands flourish is great through online retailing. The hard part now is you can't try it on. So you have to order these things, try them, hope they fit, see if they do fit. It's a lot of trial and error, but having the option there is better than not having it there. I've had a lot of success, especially with lingerie shopping online, being a not average size. I'm not a Licenza size girl. (laughs) So being able to shop online for those types of things has really, really saved me. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, It's been really interesting to actually be able to buy lingerie. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, like, my boob and butt ratio is... It just ain't the same. It is vastly <laughs> different. And if I do buy from shops like um, Livian Rose or Licenza, um, a cute cheeky panty on someone mm. is a thong on my ass. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it even goes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, most of them only carry up to an XXL and again sometimes they are quite small mm-hmm. so yeah it is it's a whole I mean it's a whole issue for a lot of people absolutely it yeah. Is. yeah so as you have aged do you find it hard to see the changes to your body it definitely is difficult as things go because there's a lot of things that aren't talked about the fact that when you're 18 your body isn't going to be the same when you're 25, when you're 28, when you're 30 and going forward. Hormones are changing, um, you know, your activity levels, everything is changing between then and when you're older. And the, there's, you know, more puberty-like changes. I know myself personally, I gained three cup sizes within about a year and a half yeah. with nothing else changing. No. I did nothing else different. You just and existed. <laughs> yeah, I just existed and my weight didn't change. Nothing changed. And so it was really hard to think that you've come to terms with your body and finally accept your body and then have it change again. So I've been shooting boudoir for about six to seven years now. And I just have to say that, I mean, I've shot a, probably a few hundred people at this point, um, which is really amazing to think about. But I think something that will be eye-opening for everyone listening is that with all of those people coming into my studio, I think there's maybe been 1% of people that don't have cellulite, that don't have stretch marks, or they have one or the other. Like, these things that the media makes us think are so bad are really normal. And you can try all the creams, you can try all of the cosmetic procedures you want, But you know what? It's just a lot easier and cheaper. 
to embrace them. <laughs> yeah, just just let it be, let it happen. Because not only does almost every woman have them, but so do men. Yeah, they're on every single body, regardless of gender, regardless of of size. Mm-hmm. It's completely normal. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, how have you come to terms with aging? Like being young, as you're twenty seven, twenty eight. 28. 28, okay, yeah. Uh, But noticing small things over time that, of course, you didn't have when you were a teenager. It's definitely been interesting. It's interesting to finally come to terms with the things that bothered me as a teen and then have more things come up. Uh, But then you sort of realize that if I was able to overcome the things that bothered me as a teen, I can also overcome and come to terms with these things. They're normal. It's fine. We're going to move on. Love the skin you're in, that kind of stuff. It's, it's all good, man. It's all good. <laughs> it is for sure. Yeah, like we were just talking off um, off mic for a second about like noticing like R11s like, oh, between our eyes it. and like sometimes you get the little crow's feet by your eyes and it's like, you know what? Like there really is only so much you can do about it. Like you can do preventative Botox and Botox is not as bad as people like to make it seem. Absolutely. Filler is a little scary. Botox go for it. It's actually a pretty awesome product. Um, but it's expensive. So it's either you again, like (laughs) come to terms with it or you're stuck doing $400 of Botox every three to six months. Yeah. Especially for something that shows that you're smiling, shows that you're happy, shows that you're having a good time and living life. Like, well, maybe just embrace it. Yeah. It's probably cheap. It's cheaper. It's probably easier. Yeah. (laughs) Less pain. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely less pain. (laughs) So in preparation for this podcast, um, Jackie and I talked actually quite a bit about like brands that are doing really good things for the fashion industry. And she brought up Lizzo's, is it called Yiddy? Yeah, I think it's called Yiddy. Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, which is pretty lit. <laughs> yeah, she's always been really awesome with her. Um, I mean, even having diversity on stage with her, mm-hmm. which is really great. But now I can't wait to see what she comes up with for fashion. Yeah. Um, we had a really good conversation about Old Navy. Love Old Navy. <laughs> <laughs> Old Navy is doing some good things. They are, yeah. And it's really cool that they're bringing a lot of gender neutral things into mm-hmm. it. I don't know how they do with, like, on the tags if it just says gender neutral or if it says... I actually haven't looked, I haven't but I know looked. I know they're changing things. Yeah, so. that's really it's a awesome, good step. too. Um, and often I... I mean, in the past I have had Naughty Knickers um, subscriptions, uh, but their ads are really cool, too. Like, they actually show people with body hair they show people with pubic hair and oh my gosh like if I would have seen that when I was young I probably wouldn't have felt so much shame about it no doubt I um do a lot of my lingerie purchasing through playful promises um Mm -hmm. because they actually carry my size and their ads are great too they have um various disabilities they have various body sizes and shapes different colors of people the whole works which is awesome to see yeah no it's just really cool to see where we came from obviously even just talking about the stuff at the beginning of the podcast to where we are now you know and I'm really excited to see where this goes in even the next couple years and yeah yeah I'm excited to see fashion change for for good yeah (laughs) maybe I'll have to order some Lizzo stuff yeah (laughs) next on my list yeah for sure (laughs) 
So that being said, we have reached the end of today's podcast. I hope you all really enjoyed listening and you can find Jackie on Instagram. Mm, yes, my Instagram is Jackal and Hyde. I am on there showing my butt on the internet for yep. everybody. So take a peek. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today, Jackie. And I can't wait for our next brand ambassador shoot in a few weeks. Um, next episode of The Real Talk will be out soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining The Real Talk with Pillow Talk Studios. You can find us on Instagram at Pillow Talk Studios and in our Facebook group, Pillow Talk Studios exclusive VIP group. I cannot wait to share another episode with you soon. Bye.